Thank you for listening to the Calvary Chapel Lubbock podcast with our senior pastor, Ben Martinez. Don't forget to check out our website at calvarychapellubbock.church. There you'll find a lot more about our mission to love God, love people, and live radically. Now here's Pastor Ben. Okay, you guys ready? Buckle your seatbelts. Click. Take a deep breath. This is not for us. If you're a born-again believer, it's not for us. But here's what, here's what, here's what makes me... Okay, let me give you a mini-sermon, okay? Um, I got a text from two of my pastor friends today that the Methodist Church just had its first openly drag queen minister today. It's a church called Hope Church, and I was sitting there, and I was just going, guys, the, the Lord, okay, now, now listen to me, the Lord is, is making it crystal clear so that nobody gets left behind. Okay, we're, anyway, I'm, that was my mini-sermon. I, I could go off, but let's just get in the Word. Um, let, me, let me remind you. Guys, what we talked about last week, okay, very, very, I mean, it was one of those things where we walked out of here and it was heavy. It was heavy, man, because we talked about the sixth seal, okay? And the sixth seal, guys, um, we talked about catastrophes and may, of just, just major proportions. And again, I'm reminding you of these things. Um, I mean, you and I, we can't fathom what was going to happen. You go, well, Ben, like what? G- give me an idea. Well, first and foremost, guys, can you imagine a great earthquake? An earthquake so big that it would shatter and shake everything. I mean, all across the world, not just, not just uh, here, oh, I felt something, ooh, but a great earthquake. We also learned that the sun's going to go black. And so that's going to bring, I mean, total darkness. Well, we still have the stars and the, and the moon, right, Ben? We're still going to have some light. No, 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 guys. Listen, it's also the moon is going to become like blood. And, and, and guys, we've had periods in our, and even in, in, in our time where we saw what was called a, a, a blood moon and you saw how it just turned red and it was kind of, wow. And, and I mean, we saw that, but this is, this is what's going to happen here. And he says that the stars are going to fall, uh, to earth, fall to earth from heaven. That's going to happen. Okay. And he also says, because of this great earthquake, the sky receded as a scroll. Can you imagine? He says, mountains and islands are going to be removed from its place. So all of a sudden, here's this major earthquake. You start freaking out. And, and this mountain appears. Or an island falls into the ocean. This is what's going to happen. Guys, this is, this is, and I'm just like, wow. This really trips me out. But, Here's what I want to do. We've talked about Matthew so much, but I want to, I want to go back and, and I draw your attention to Matthew 24. You can turn there if you want to. If not, it'll be up on the screen. But remember, my Jesus, guys, my Jesus is giving a warning about all the things that are going to happen before the rapture. The imminent return of Jesus means it could happen at any time. That's the actual definition. Okay, we're sitting here going, you know, we're singing, our hands are up, and all of a sudden, man, you feel something in your spirit. You hear the sound in your spirit. Man, we're out of here. And and it's good, guys, it's good. Going to heaven is great. I mean, this is what we were created for. God put eternity in our heart. He wants to be with us. We want to be with him. Where does the guilt come in? The guilt comes in is when we start thinking, well, I haven't lived a really good Christian life. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. Boy, my testimony stinks. Or or I have guilt from my past. No, 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 no. Heaven, we're going to go raptured. Boom, we're out of here. This is what he's saying. Now, that's the return. But listen to what God says. Listen to what my Jesus says. Okay, listen. Listen with your heart. You ready? Picking it up in verse uh, 6 of Matthew 24. He says, then you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled, for these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilence, earthquakes in various places. And all of these things are the beginning of sorrows, which is the beginning of birth pangs, right? We see this is where it starts. This is where it starts. Now, here's what we have to grasp, okay? Okay, here's where we have to grasp. The first thing we need to understand is that we're going to hear wars and rumors of wars. Okay, I have to teach it to you. 
when Jesus taught this to his disciples, you understand that that time there was wars and rumors of wars, okay? So he says, hey, when you hear this, so there was wars. Rome is going to come in and attack. I mean, they were scared as well. But you understand the double here application is that we hear wars and rumors of wars. And you understand in the last four years, there were no wars here in the United States. We didn't send troops anywhere. But just on the horizon, even today, there's wars and there's rumors of wars. Right now, there's actually a rumor of World War III. Russia is hanging out in the Ukraine, wanting, I mean, sending military things all over the place. This is happening today. Okay, Jesus said that. He said there's going to be famines. There's going to be pestilences. You know what that is? If you're taking note, you can put, man, you can put rats, mosquitoes, locusts. You can put anything like that. We think, and I'm not making light of it, we think that this COVID is dangerous. You understand that, that flies, mosquitoes, rats could kill us faster than anything. You get that, right? Can you imagine? And then not to mention earthquakes. Earthquakes. And I'm sitting here typing. I'm going, okay, okay. I'm, I, how many earthquakes have we had? Like, like really? Because, because that's not national news, is it? Hey, here's an earthquake. Guys, think about this. And here's what I want you to see. Did you know in the past seven days, the world had 195 earthquakes, ranging from 2.5 to 7.2 on the Richter scale? Well, no, <laughs> no, I didn't know that because nobody says anything. Yeah, see, they're all over the world. And they've intensified, guys, they've intensified and, 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 and frequency. This is what's going on. You go, Ben, why do you bring this up? Come on, can't we just sing Kumbaya, man? Can't we just get along? Why do you not like me? No, 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 here's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you this. I bring this up because first the Bible declares in 1 Thessalonians 5.1, it says, but concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord comes like a, help me church, a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman and they shall not escape. What's the Lord telling us, guys? Now, I want you to see. I want you to see. Now, Here's what we've been striving for since COVID. Peace. Here's what we've been striving for. Can we get back to normal? Right? Peace and safety. We, we, we want safety. Right now, we don't have it. But the, he says, listen, you're going to be saying, man, we're going to say peace and safety. He says, man, listen, sudden destruction will come upon us as labor pains in a pregnant woman. Okay. If you've ever had a child, ladies, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You, right, you get it, right? You, you've had a child, right? My second grandson is going to be born here in just a few months. It, it's not going to hurt me. But I see my poor daughter is going to go through that, that labor pain again. And it'll start just like, oh, 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 oh. Huh, that's, that's weird. Oh. Hmm. Full-blown, I can't yell in the mic, but you guys know what I'm saying. That's exactly how it's going to be. We're just like, oh, oh, oh. Can I just say this today, guys? If you're taking note, jot this down. The world today is having some major contractions. Major contractions in the world today, guys. Not the Braxton Hicks. You guys remember the Braxton Hicks? Those are cute little ones that kind of get you ready. These are full-blown, full-blown major contractions. When you're about to have a baby, what do you do? You start to measure time, don't you? How much time between contractions? Oh, well, I have, oh, what's about five minutes apart? We're about five minutes apart. We're still good. Oh, four, you know, when, it's, when it gets down to like a minute apart, the baby's coming. You better be at the hospital or on your way. Or you're having it in the cab or wherever you're driving. That's exactly where we're at, guys. Guys, 
prophetically speaking, we're, we're here where they keep coming one right after another. One right after another. Now, remember, do you remember the birth pangs that Jesus talked about? Do you guys remember? See, if you go back to Matthew 24 in your head, remember, he said, nation will rise against nation, right? Kingdom against kingdom. That's a Jewish idiom for it means that's going to be a world war. And the Jewish idiom was world war, and it started out in World War I and World War II. Because most, most people believe World War II was a continuation, but it, it, it not only affected the world, but it affected Israel. And the Zionist movement, you understand that? Jesus said this. He also said, and you guys know this, famines, earthquakes, pestilences, all of that happens. Okay? Now, here's what I want you to see. Here's where I want you to go. You see, because when we see these things, church, it validates the word of God. Not that we need something to validate the word. Why? Because we're Christians and we believe it, feathers. We believe it. From Genesis 1 all the way to Revelation, we believe it. This is what God said. Now, let me just say this to you, Alex. We don't understand it all. There are some, I'm like, oh, that's, it's, it's struggle. It's hard to swallow. But I believe it. I don't know how it's going to happen. But I believe it. I trust it. Okay, okay. Well, Ben, what do you think? I don't know. Well, what does it mean? I don't know. But I believe it. And that's what he's saying. We don't need it because, guys, we walk by faith. How many of you in this room today walk by faith knowing that you're going to be in heaven one day? How many of you go, man, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I was thinking about heaven the other day when we talked. I think it was last week we talked about heaven a little bit. But here's what I was thinking. I was thinking, you know, it's going to be awesome to see our loved ones. It's going to be a great reunion. It's going to be beautiful. But quite honestly, heaven isn't heaven without my Jesus. You know, I love my dad. I love my mom. I love, I love family. But guys, I love Jesus above anything. And to, and to see the one and to look at the, at the, at the nail prints, guys, the scars, to see the crown that was poured on, for me, I did that. I did that. My sin. Some of you are going to have to get in line because the band get off the Lord. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Can, can we have a hug? No. Because we love them that much, right? And if you all get there first, I'm going to be waiting in line going, hey, hey, okay. Give some of us a chance. Because that's how we should feel towards Jesus. He should move every fiber of our being, guys. He should bring that. My Jesus should bring us to tears thinking, how beautiful he is. But I believe, Amanda, I believe this is a major wake-up call. Okay? This is what he's trying to do. He doesn't want anybody to go, ha, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. No, no, no. Listen, he's going to make this crystal clear. You can see the world infiltrating the church. You can see that those who teach the word of God, there's a, there's a few, there's a remnant. You can see that. Guys, the, the alarm is ringing. Do you hear it? Do you hear it? Don't push news. Don't push news. Right? Don't we do that in the morning? We push news. Okay. This is just for me. Uh, Maybe you're watching online, but this is me. How many of you here are morning people? Morning people. I mean, just straight. You get up and you're like, hello, everyone. Good day. Right? You're just morning people. How many of you are like, don't like morning people? Just kidding. Don't raise your hand. We're, we're, some of us are not morning people. We're like, what are you doing? Yeah, I look at my daughter. She has never been a morning person. We, we videotaped her first um, kindergarten, first day of school kindergarten. I had one, you know, those giant cameras that you had to carry with, st- come on, All right, going into her room. And I have the video. You should have seen her. Ooh, if looks could kill. Boom. But when she woke up, Oh, she was happy. Yeah, first day. Let's go. Let's go. Right? There are some of you guys. I don't know where you got it from. Are you just happy in the morning? 
You're just happy in the morning. You're just like, and the rest of us look at you like, really? Really? You're going to talk to me in that, in that tone? Good morning. I need my coffee. I don't know why I'm bringing that up anyway. Because the alarm, <laughs> because the alarm is ringing. Now, now let me be, let me, I add a little humor because sometimes these, these teachings are so rough. I'm just like, add a little humor. But here's what I want to say. Really, listen to me, okay? Quit playing around with sin. Quit playing around with sin. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to fully commit your life to Jesus. 100% fully devoted to the Lord. We cannot, cannot play patty cake with the world and sin anymore. The alarm is ringing. The alarm is ringing. Well, Ben, 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 dude, why are you telling all this? Why, 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 why'd, you come off, why, why'd you come off the gate that, that fast? Well, here's why. Because chapter 9 of Revelation, guys, it gets worse. See, we've seen four trumpets already. We talked about four trumpets last week and the devastation thus far. During the tribulation period, the heavens will declare the wrath of God in every facet of the environment. And here we see the, sh- the focus shift from heaven to hell. You guys understand that? Okay? Whenever we study the book of Revelation, it's like watching a movie. From, the, from one minute, it's up here, and then the scene changes, and then we're down to earth. And then now we're going to be looking at what's going on in hell, okay, or Hades, if you will. This is where it's going to be. Now, again, whatever heaven could do to devastate the earth, guys, is nothing compared to what hell will do when it breaks loose, Okay? We're going to start, guys, in the last verse of chapter 8 as a run and go because there's some major warnings, okay? Revelation, Revelation 8.13 says this, And I looked, and I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, because the remaining blasts of the trumpet of the three angels who are about to sound. Wow. Wow. Let me say it again. I looked, John says, and I heard an angel. Everybody say angel. Okay, so we got an angel. Okay, now here's what I want you to do. In your mind, contrast the other angelic messages. Do you guys remember that? We, we see these around Christmas time, the angelic messages. They bring glad tidings and great joy, a message of peace. Well, this angel, he has no such message. You go, whoa, why? Instead, he's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If an angel says something once, Mel, we should probably listen. If he says it twice, oh, whoa, whoa, it's twice. He said it three times. You go, well, Ben, what does it mean? What does it mean? Well, woe is an interesting word, Okay. It's used in several ways. Well, like what? Well, let me give you the example. In one way, it's used when a rider gets on a horse. You guys understand that, right? And he's riding. And what is he wants the horse to stop? He says, whoa, right? That's what he says. He says, whoa. And I thought about it because the other day, it was really funny. We were coming home from Talia's house. And at the quick stop or the 7-Eleven, there were four people in horses at the 7-Eleven. And you only see that in Texas, don't you? I mean, I'm like, look, there's horses. That's crazy. Right? And then they go gallop. Where, where are they going to gallop off to? I don't know where they even came from. But I started thinking about this. Whoa, right? Because as we turned the corner, we saw one kind of buck a little bit, Joe, like, like this. And he's like, whoa. And, and I thought, well, that reminded me of a story. You go, he did? Yeah, it reminded me of a story exactly like that, right? You go, why? Because it was about a guy. He actually bought, listen, he bought a Christian horse. The horse was saved, sanctified, blood bought. This horse was a Christian horse. Okay, Sally, trust me. This is the horse. He bought this horse. Would you buy a Christian horse or would you buy a worldly horse? 
Best tried by. Anyways, here's what he said. He said, now listen, 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 Alex. Here's, the, here's what you got to do, bro. Listen, listen. There's two things you can't forget. These are major importante. If you want the horse to go, you say, praise the Lord. It's a Christian horse. It's a Christian horse. Okay, ready? Praise the Lord. I don't know. What do I say? Stop. No, you don't say, whoa. You say, Hallelujah. Wait, let me see if I get this straight. If I want him to go, I say, praise the Lord. And if I want to stop, hallelujah. Yeah. That's weird, but okay, okay. No sooner did he get this horse, man. He, it, no sooner did he get it home, he goes, let's go for a ride. We got to go for a ride, right? So he gets on the horse. What does he say? Praise the Lord. And he takes off. To the, and he's going. Now, here's the problem. He's, he's fast. And he's going really, really fast. And all of a sudden, the man sees a cliff coming up. And he's like, oh, no. Right? The problem was is he couldn't remember how to get the horse to stop. And so, man, he's going and he's seeing the cliff getting closer, right? And he's, and he's sitting here and he's goes, and he's like, man. And so he's saying, um, whoa! Of course wouldn't stop. Whoa! And he's like, stop! Play dead! He's saying all these things. God loves you, right? Right before he was to reach the cliff, he remembered. Hallelujah! And the horse stopped. Whew. Two inches off the cliff. And you know what he says? Praise the Lord. <laughs> That's one way the word is, woe is used. It uses to stop a horse. It's probably the reaction of those on earth. Circle that word for woe because here in the Greek, it means to watch out, to get ready. To beware. And what we see here, guys, is super intense. It's not like, whoa. It's like, whoa. Whoa. The same intense where your heart is beating 100 miles an hour, when you're walking past the house that's on fire and you see Somebody wanting to rush back into the house to save something. No, 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 whoa, 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 no, whoa, whoa. You're going to die if you go in. That's, that's, it's disastrous. It's, that's the same. That's the same. Now listen, saints, listen. This portion of Revelation is anything but a, but a, a light bedtime reading. Okay? This is not the stuff we memorize. This is not the, we put in our books of promises. Sometimes the temptation, just to sum up chapter 6 through 19, hey, let's talk about something else, right? Because it's very, very bad. It's very, it's very hard. Owen was texting me today, said, hey, we're coming to Lubbock. And I'm like, great, I have a great sermon for you guys. He's had a hard week. Welcome to Lubbock. <laughs> Welcome to Lubbock. Jesus also told us, guys, if you're taking note, Matthew 24, 22, he says, unless those days were shortened, no, no flesh would be saved. For the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Okay? So just a side note, a few years back in 2004, do you remember when a tsunami hit Indonesia and Sri, Sri Lanka? There was a 9.3 reading on the, on the Richter scale, on the meter. And do you realize that it moved the polar axis just a little bit? That's how big the, the earthquake was, right? And do you realize, you go, yeah, uh, yeah, that was 2000, but that been, that's a long time ago. But here's what I want you to see. It shortened the day about two minutes. And this blows my mind. Why? Well, I always thought that it meant it seemed like a short time, kind of like as you get older, time moves faster. You know, because we're like, man, it's April and next thing you know, it's Christmas. And you go, where did that happen? You know, that time is. But guys, it could mean that the world sees earthquakes in such a magnitude of a 11 point or 12.0 that it could totally move the axis to we don't have 24 hour days anymore that they're really shortened. You, you understand? That's what I mean. We're talking major earthquakes, guys. Now, you and I, we kind of uh, give a sigh of relief because we're, we're not going to be here. We're like, okay, where are we going to be during this time? We're in heaven. We're eating. 
We're having at the marriage supper of the Lamb. You know, we're just going, wow, this is cool. Hi. Don't look at me like you don't have anything to wear. You do. It's the righteous robe of Jesus Christ. It's going to be amazing. Did I mention we don't have calories in heaven? Okay, good, good. I've mentioned it a bunch, and I'm glad about that because, man, those calories bug me, man. They, they bug. Like, like Josh Florida says, bummer, dude. So what have we seen so far? We've seen war, famine, death, to the point where one-fourth of the earth's population is killed, approximately one billion after the rapture. We saw great earthquakes, so frightening. You know what their response was? It wasn't Lord Jesus. It was they want the mountains to fall on them. They want them to crush them. They want to be killed. Hide us from the wrath of the Lamb. They saw darkness like never before. Now, you guys, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Well, man, if there's darkness, the streetlights will come on, right? We'll, we'll still have electricity. It's going to be dark, guys, pitch black dark. It's a darkness you can feel. I don't want to be here for that. Uh, it's guys, it's a darkness. I mean, the, the, the moon is, uh, it, and then, and then not only that, but think about this guys, the waters are contaminated. The oceans contaminated the ring, the, the rivers, the springs, hail and fire from heaven, giant meteors. All of this is going on right now. So here's your question. Ready? What could be worse? Linda, what could be worse? This is nuts. What could be worse? Chapter 9 gets worse. Chapter 9 gets worse. Ben, why are you teaching Revelation? Guys, because we have to be ready. We have to right the wrong. We have to ask for forgiveness. We have to follow Jesus. We have to put our faith and trust in him. We have to allow him to lead our life, to be Lord of our life. We have to have an ear to hear the Spirit. Chapter 9 gets worse. You go, what happens in chapter 9? All hell literally breaks loose. And what heaven doesn't finish in chapter 8, hell seeks to accomplish in chapter 9. You guys ready? Okay. Hell literally is going to visit earth. It's bad enough that all of these things are happening, but check it out. Look at this. Point number one, a star is unfixed. Let's look at this. Verse one, then a fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to earth. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit. Do you all see that? Okay. The fifth angel sounded. What did he say? He said, I saw a star fallen from heaven to earth. And to him, the key is given to the bottomless pit. Now, this is, a, this is different from the star that we read about in chapter 8 for several reasons. You go, why? Because here's what I want to point out. First, this star has a personality. You go, what do you mean? It says, to him was given the key to the bottomless pit. Okay? Notice that this is not speaking of a falling star, but literally, this is what it literally reads. A star had fallen. It speaks an event that had already happened. Already, it's past tense. Even that happened an earlier date, but it had lingering results. You go, Ben, 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 Ben. What is he, what, what are you talking about? Saints, who is the star that had fallen? Question mark. This is none other than Satan himself. Isaiah 14 tells us about this fall. Isaiah 14 and 12 says, Oh, have you fallen from heaven, O star of the morning, son of the dawn? You have been cut down to earth. Who have You who have weakened the nations. Okay, let's stop right there. Do we not see that happening now? Do we not see that happening This is what Satan does. He's weakening the nations. But you said in your heart, 
I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of the assembly in the recesses of the north. And I will ascend to the heights of the clouds. And I will make myself like the most high. That's what Satan said. Right? This is how God responded. Nevertheless, you will be thrust down to Sheol, to the recesses of the pit. Jesus said this in Luke chapter ten eighteen, And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Your attention, please. Could you imagine that scene? Satan, got bravito, went up to God and said, hey, I think I should be like God. I, I, I'm going to ascend. I'm going to be God. God's like, Mm-mm, I don't play. Boom, just like lightning down. Okay, there is no comparison between our Heavenly Father and Satan. There's not. Everybody, we try to think they're equal, right? We try to think, uh, well, if Jesus and Satan went on a boxing match, it'd be pretty. No, you know how it'd be? Ready? Ding! It'd be over. That's how powerful my God is. Like lightning. He's like, mm-mm. Boom. I bet that trip's Satan now, right? He's like, I'm going <laughs> to... What happened? Whoo! Man. Man. But here's what we learned. Okay, we learn from the scriptures that Satan was once an angelic being. Okay, he was involved in the worship in heaven. He desired to raise himself above God. His heart was filled with pride, and as a result, he got the boot. You go, Ben, is there any application there? Ah, man, absolutely. I want you to think about this for a second. Listen, saints, this can happen to anyone being used by the Lord. Why? Because they start thinking that everything revolves around them. I think of Saul. Do you guys remember King Saul? When they were looking for King Saul, he was so humbled, he was hiding behind me, king? No. And then you know what he did, feathers? He started reading his own press clippings. Really? This is me? This is, this, this is, this is me? This, this is. And then, and then pride got it. When the Lord begins to use us, and he will use us, he'll use us in different places. He'll use us in our jobs. He'll use us all over. He'll use us at Walmart. He'll use us wherever. When God begins to use us, guys, we need to remember that it's the Lord, and we need to walk in humility. When people say, hey, that was so awesome. Thank you for ministering to me. We go, man, praise God. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Guys, listen, understand, listen. There are things that come out of my mouth that have to be from God because when you ask me about it later, I go, what did I say? Or I'll be listening to my own teaching. I'm going, that guy's good. That's you. I don't remember saying that. I don't remember. That that trips me out because it's the Lord. It's the Lord, and we have to walk in that. But you know how easy it is for pastors to get prideful when the church starts to grow and to grow exponentially. You understand that when we, when, when you have a mega church, I mean, that's a tough, that's a tough thing to be where you're like, hey, solve me. I have known some pastors in my day. Amazing anointed men of God, anointed Bible teachers, church unbelievably growing, anointed Bible teachers that have fallen into sexual immorality. They've fallen, they've fallen that way, had an affair. God restored them. They've come back to pastor later on in life. That's between them and the Lord. But I've always noticed that it's never been the same than the first anointing. They still have the gift. They still have the gift, but the, it's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Guys, do you realize that when you walk out of here and you feel fed from the Word of God, it's not me, it's the Holy Spirit? you realize that? And 
Any one of us could get up here and make, make people laugh. Any one of us could get up here and, and, and preach a message. Any one of us. But it's God's Holy Spirit that teaches you. When you allow the Scriptures to read your heart, when you allow the Scriptures to do that work it's supposed to do, you walk away fed. You walk away fed. That's what Satan did. He's cast out of heaven. Revelation 12 tells us that one-third of the stars were cast with him. Can you imagine? He had a posse up there. Hey, hey, bro, want to go with me? Come on. (laughs) You want to hang? We're going to take the throne. No, you're not. Now, let me give you a side note. You guys ready? One-third of the angels were cast down with him, right? So the question comes up, are all of those angels... On earth now, those demons, they're, they're demons. Okay, because one third of the angels, that's a lot of, that's a lot of demons on earth. Right? You go, Ben, that's a good question. The answer is no. You go, what do you mean? Some are actually locked away in what the Bible calls the abyss. Okay? It's the bottomless pit. Okay? Some came to earth. Okay? You have demonic activity. Now, you guys, there's a lot of people who like to watch Supernatural, Ghost Hunters, all of this stuff. That's demonic stuff, guys. It's all demons. They came to earth, but there is a remnant of demons that were actually so evil that they were locked in a bottomless pit. They're there now. You're like, wow, for real? I better watch where I stand, you know? Well, how did they get there? Well, God locked them up there. And what's your question? Why? Why? Well, I don't understand. Well, here's a school of thought, okay? In, jot this down, Jude chapter 6. Or Jude, it's, basically it's just one book, Jude. Verse 6 says, The angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he is reserved to everlasting chains in darkness for the judgment of the great day. As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth an example suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Okay? So putting these passages together, we're told that there's a group of angels who sinned in a way that really angered God. Jude says they left their domain and that their sin was reminiscent of Sodom and Gomorrah, which was what? Sexual in nature. You go, okay. They went after strange flesh. This is hard to comprehend, but many Bibles teachers refer, think this refers to Genesis chapter 6, where the sons of God, Old Testament reference to angels, had relations with the daughters of men. Okay? An unredeemable race that was started. As a result, that's where we got the flood. This is what happened. Now, that was only one school of thought. Needless to say, whatever they did is, was as bad and has caused them to be thrown into the pit, into demon jail, if you will. Okay? These are kind of like the hell's angels down there. I'm glad you guys got that. So what's going to happen next? The pit is unlocked. Look at verse 2. And he opened the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit, smoke like a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke. Oh, my gosh, that just right there makes me, wow, can you imagine? Yeah, bro, I can't wait to go to hell. I'm going to party with my friends in hell. This was, that's all good, man. Listen, I know, I know the enemy has done a great job helping us blame God for all of the things that happen to us in life. And, and and, and as a result, people have turned their their heart from God. I I get that. He's done a great job. And you talk to them about God and they're upset about, no, there is no God. If, If God was God, you know. But it's not worth what 
It's not worth what we just read. This bottomless pit, guys, is going to open up in this smoke. Could you imagine smoke? Guys, the bottomless pit, if you're taking note, guys, circle that word because it's actually abuso in the Greek. A-B-U-S-S-O. And it appears seven times in the book of Revelation. And it's always in reference to the abode of some incarcerated demons. We know that Satan himself is going to be locked up for a thousand years. You, you understand that, right? It, it's the millennium. Well, we're reigning on earth. He's going to be locked up. We know that he's going to be let loose for a season. He's going to deceive uh, before he's thrown into the lake of fire, but he's going to be locked up. But there's a difference between Hades and the Abuso. You guys know Hades is that compartment that when you die, you'd go to. Before Jesus came, we would all go to either Abraham's bosom, if you believed in God, or you would go to Hades, the other side of Abraham's bosom, the other side, the, the torment side. Jesus died, came in, went to Abraham's bosom, said, hey, y'all ready to go? We believed in you. Let's go. He took captivity captive and went to heaven. When your loved one dies, Eva, they go to heaven. They believe in Jesus. If they don't believe in Jesus, they go to Hades. A place of torment. This is not Hades, okay? This is, guys, this is the bottomless pit. That's hard to, can you imagine? There's, there's no, there's no bottom. That's, it's. What does Satan do? He falls from heaven, right? Boom. The star falls, opens the bottomless pit. Smoke comes out. It's so thick, guys, that it darkens the sun. So even if it was just a, man, can you imagine? Just just like, okay, I don't know how we're going to get through the day. What's going on in the world? Man, all, all my Christian friends are gone. I don't know. They called it the rapture. I don't know what happened. But all of a sudden, they realize that now the world's gone dark. Gone dark. Man, sure, no way. Look at verse 3. Then out of the smoke, locusts came upon the earth. And to them was given power as scorpions... As the scorpions of the earth have power. And they commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or the, any green thing or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. And they were given, they were not given authority to kill men, but to torment them for five months. Their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. Your attention, please. Here's where I want you to think outside the box. I am completely moving away from the pulpit. This is simply my opinion. But I want you to think out, I want you to think outside the box. You guys with me? Exegetically, these are demon, scorpion, weirdo looking things. That's what they are. And we're going to see a description, but I know this. It says, notice what it says. Out of the smoke comes these locust-looking things. They have power, but they have power like a scorpion. What does a scorpion do? Stings you. Stings you. Okay? But they were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or any green thing. What is he talking about? Guys, those are the nations. Those are the believers at the time. Okay? We've got to read it, what he's saying. He's saying, it's not, it's not literally the grass... Okay, so outside the box, guys, outside the box thinking. John, the Apostle John, on the island of Patmos, is trying to get a letter to the world, and it had to go through crazy Nero. So he's, he's preaching in symbolism. So he's saying, there's these locust things. You know what Nero's thinking? Cuckoo! He's thinking there's a bunch of locusts that look crazy, and, 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 they're not gonna, and, and locusts are not going to hurt the grass. Come on, that's what locusts feed on. But you and I go, whoa, 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 no. The grass and the trees are, were the nations, the believers. He says, now, now listen, you guys with me? You guys with me? And he says, they were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or the green things or any tree, but to harm those men who did not have the seal of their foreheads. These are the ones. These are the ones that are, mm -mm. And they weren't given authority to kill, so they didn't kill somebody. But they would sting them, and they would be in torment, for five months. Anybody ever get stung by a scorpion? Joe, you have? Yeah. 
Do you realize, I mean, I mean, guys, locusts are used 22 times in the Bible. I'll get back to the, the sting in here in a moment. But you guys realize that most of the times it's related to judgment. And they symbolize mass destruction. Now, locusts also travel in masses. But these are not normal locusts. You go, how do you know? Well, in three ways. Follow me. First of all, notice what they eat. Normal locusts eat grass and trees, vegetation, right? But these locusts feast on people. They want to sting people. They were to harm the men who did not have the seal of God on their forehead. A seal of God on their forehead. Do you realize that that Satan is an anti-copier, the antichrist? Because he's going to come back and put a mark on the forehead. Or Or the what? The right hand, right? Today, feathers, today at World Market, Amazon said you can wave your hand over the scanner and pay for your food. Today. Is that the mark? No, but it's a prelude to it. Okay? Satan's a counterfeit. He's a counterfeit. The second thing we notice is that, guys, that they have a king in verse 11. Okay? Verse 11 says, And they had a king over the angel of the bottomless pit. That's Satan. Okay? You realize in natural ways, locusts have no king. Yet they advance in ranks. Okay? Real locusts, unlike bees or ants, they have no king. But these locusts have a king. You're like, okay. And then third, I want you to notice their appearance. Okay, I'm going to read their appearance. Here we go, guys. The shape of the locusts were like horses prepared for battle. And their heads was a crown of something like gold, and their faces were like the faces of men. And they had hair like woman's hair, and teeth were like lion's teeth. And they had a breastplate like the breastplate of iron, And the sound of their wings were like the sounds of chariots with many horses running into battle. And they had tails like scorpions and their sting in their tails. And their power was to hurt men for five months. Okay? That's a weird looking thing. Okay, so here's what I did. Now, I want you to think outside the box, okay? I I don't need any emails. I just want you to think. I went into the internet and I said, I want to type in Revelation 9, show me. Weird looking pictures, right? They had this weird looking and I'm just like, but then I kept clicking on it to look at some different ones. And then all of a sudden the Roman army came up. That's interesting. Because you realize that the Roman army have breastplates, they have gold, they have men like, and I was just like, huh, huh. So we know that, 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 that in, our, in our, are we living in the last day series? You guys know what happened. What happened is a prelude before the tribulation, there's going to be a one world government. That's going to be a birth pain. And out of the one world government, then we're going to see the Antichrist. You guys with me? It's all going to make sense. What if, what if these locusts is a type of one world government? You're like, wow. Again, I'm not saying it is. I'm over here. Okay? I'm just my opinion. But I want you to think. What if? What if it, what if, what if there is? Because we've never been more involved with our government wanting to control us than we are today. You go, Ben, but, the, but these are locusts. Yeah, you know what they are? Chuck Missler says these are demon locusts from the pit of hell. That's what they are. But I want you to think outside the box. Think about outside the box. What does any government want to do to control its people? They want you, they want to seemingly give you something that you think is good for you and take it by the masses. But it's good. We, we need this. We need this. Let's get back to our text because you guys think, you guys thinking? You thinking? Okay. We'll talk afterwards. 
Imagine the worst criminals, guys, being let loose. This is what's going on. The worst criminals. I mean, think about this. No restraints. As bad as it would be, man, it doesn't even compare to... Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Henry Morris wrote, and I quote, The inhabitants of the earth are going to get a taste of who their neighbors are going to be in the lake of fire. This is going... This is bad. But let me give you, let me give you the description, Okay. Okay, I want you guys to put on your thinking, put on your thinking caps, okay? Because it says that they had face like lions, right? The face like the faces of men, okay? And this speaks of their intelligence. They seem rational. It might be part of their description. So their face seems, they, makes them seem like they're intelligent. Their hair was like woman's hair, long. This speaks of seductiveness. So now you've got a very intelligent, very seductive. Wait a minute. It says they have teeth like lions. Their ability to devour and tear apart. In other words, they bite. Whatever they do, you better do because they bite. Wait a minute, Ben. Wait a minute. They have breastplates of iron, which suggest, ready, jot this down. They're indestructible. So now you got a very intelligent, seductive, powerful, and indestructible. It says they have tails like scorpions. This is told five times. Get the kind of, of torment they can inflict. So what, what if, just look at me guys, what if it's not a literal sting? from a demon type of locust. But it's the sting of our pocketbook or our health care or the sting of our children. I don't know. You guys can help me out on this. I don't know. what You, you guys know what's, what, what hurts more. Maybe it's not a literal sting that torments you for five months. Maybe it is. Guys, most scorpions are not deadly. They don't kill you if they sting you. Unless you're a small child, you, you understand. But when you're stung by a, a, a powerful scorpion, it affects your nervous system. And it feels like you're set on fire and you foam at the mouth and you grind your teeth. So they don't kill you, but they make you go crazy. Now, I got you thinking, don't I? I got you thinking, don't I? Think about this. This sting, guys, is going to affect your nervous system. You're going to grind your teeth, you're going to, and it's going to make you feel like you're going crazy. This is not a good time at all. Listen, this won't... This won't be, you know, the beat-all, end-all party, right, that people talk about. Because literally, it's a, it's a time where all hell breaks loose. Now, let me just give you a side note. Something else about Satan and his horde of demons. I want you to see, okay, because I don't want you to leave here going, man, that was rough. Do you realize that Satan power is limited? You go, what do you mean? Well, Satan was given a key to the abuso, okay? You go, what does that mean? He can't open it anytime he wants, This is only when God permits. These demons are given power for only a short season, five months, and they're not allowed to kill, just torment. That's God. You see, his grace is still amazing even in this time. You know, you guys know that if God wanted to just really judge us, we'd be done in like two seconds. You, You get that, right? Boom, done. Start over. But he's saying, come, come to me. I, I, I sent my son to die for you. Why, why, why are you playing? Why are you playing? This is, this is what we need to keep in proper perspective, even leaving here today. Guys, even when we talk about Satan, man, he's, he's not even close to God. God is the creator. Satan and his demons are created beings. They don't have power over you. The Bible says, resist the devil and he'll flee. You don't have power over you. Greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world. He doesn't have power over you. Okay? You don't need to be afraid of him. You don't need to be afraid of him. 
Joe, Soph, a few of you, you guys have been to my house. My wife loves to, to collect nativity scenes. Okay, She has all these nativity scenes, and she has them in shelves, right, up against the wall, has them forever. A couple of Sundays ago, I leave to church. I come to church. We're here praying. She's doing a few things in the house, right? She's doing a few things, and, and then she hears a little noise. She walks back into the living room to see one of her figurines, one of the wise men, I guess, was off the shelf in the middle of the living room. Now, we have, we have a small, there's no way the small, I mean, there's just no way. Because it didn't fall up top, and ju- it was down below. And Nathalie went, oh no. So she starts quoting scripture. She's like, mm-mm, not it. You realize that there's, there's, there's demonic activity. They, they're trying to get us freaked out. That they have no power over us. We have the word of God, the Holy Spirit. But, but it happens. You walk by and you go, that picture's over again? I put it up. Anybody, anybody have that happen to you at times? Different things, little things? Yeah. yeah. Satan's power is limited. Look, Talia's going, I'm not going to that house anymore. <laughs> I'm out. Listen, he can only do what God allows him to do when God allows him to do it. Do you guys remember the encounter with Jesus? All the demons fled. Verse 11. And they had a king over them, an angel of the bottomless pit. And in Hebrew, is his name in Hebrew is Abaddon, but in Greek, his name is Apollyon. Okay? So in verse 11, he's called by two names. Who's this? Satan is called Abaddon, and then in Greek, he's called Apollyon. Guys, circle that word because it both they both mean destroyer. Destroyer. Listen to me. When it comes to your marriage, when it comes to your children, when it comes to your relationships, when it comes to your walk with God, he wants to destroy it. He wants to destroy. That's what that's who he is. He will do everything impossible to destroy it. We have to take the blood of Jesus. We have to stand firm in that, guys. We have to know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. He wants to destroy that. He wants to destroy everything that's good. And when you make a stand to follow Jesus, he wants to destroy that. Now, here's the problem. The problem is you go, man, my relationship, it's on cruise control. We're doing good. And that's when he comes in. My friend Owen's a truck driver. Do you have a blind side in that truck? You have a blind side? You have blind, there's some blind spots, right? That's exactly every one of us. That's where the enemy comes in, Santos, the blind side. Watch out the blind spot. Whoa, I didn't see that coming. That's why we need each other. That's why we got to have each other's back, guys. That's why. That's why we got to lock arms. But listen, listen, we don't lock arms like this, okay? Because if I got your arm here and you're looking forward, and I get, no, no, no. I want, I want my brother looking this way. He can guide my back. And I can guide it. That's what Christians are supposed to do. Hey, I got your back. I got your back, man. Hey, man, Satan wants to destroy your marriage. He wants to destroy your kids. He's going after them. Why? Because he's a destroyer. That's what he wants to do. His nature is to rob, to kill, and to destroy. And there's no such thing, Rosa, where he goes, Oh, you're having a, you're having a good hair day. I'll leave you alone today. <laughs> No, yeah, no, no. He's like, every day, what can I do? What can I do? That's why it's important that we put on the whole armor of God. Guys, every time we put on the whole armor of God, every day we put on the whole armor of God. Can I get an amen? Amen. Guys, when we think the name devil, if we were to take away the D, what do we have? Evil. And if we take away... The E, we have vile, and he's vile. And if we take away the V, it leaves ill, and he wants to make you sick. Guys, what happens if we take the D-E-V-I? It leaves you with L, and that's what he wants you, he wants you to take you to, L. Think about this, guys. Let's go back for just a second. We're going to close. We're going to close with verse 6. 
you have a world that's unnerved, okay? Unnerved. And that's just amazing. Unnerved means to be upset. Look at verse 6 with me. In those days, men will seek death and will not find it. They will desire to die and death will flee from them. In other words, guys, death takes a holiday. What this means is that people are going to be attempting suicide and it's not going to work. It's going to get so bad that people are going to be left permanently maimed from gunshot wounds, permanently demented from drug overdoses, and still alive. Guys, this is not the worst thing. Is this not the worst thing you've ever read about it? And this is literally a taste for taste of hell. Five months of hell on earth. Just think what eternity is going to do for those who reject Christ. Sometimes I meet people or listen to people's testimonies who talk about how much they gave up to follow Christ. Their list of stuff. And all that's going to perish away. And I often think, what did you really give up? Hell and torment? See, the real issue is not what we gave up, but what God gave up to redeem you so that you wouldn't have to go through this. You know what he gave us, guys? He gave us his son. Guys, can I pray that you cling to Jesus? You cling to Jesus in these very last days. But also, too, guys, it's okay. It's coming soon. Sometimes I get bummed. Sometimes I think, oh, we need more people. Oh, Lord, what's going on here? Oh, I can't handle this. And then I read the news and I go, we're going home soon. I don't have to stress. I have to take my own advice, Eva. I have to take my own advice. Don't stress. Don't stress. We're going home soon. But let me do this. Can I make sure that you're right with God? You go, what do you mean? Well, most Wednesday night people are right with God. They're, this is family. This is home. But there might be somebody watching online that says, you know what? I'm, I'm not right with God. I don't want to be left behind. The stuff you were saying is crazy, man. It's crazy. I don't want to play with God. I just want to be right. I'll let him do the changing, but I want to be right. You go, Ben, what do I have to do? You have to just surrender your life. You have to just, that's between you and God. You have to open up your heart and invite him inside. You have to say yes to him. Listen to me when I say this, especially you online. God's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. And he's opening up his arms so wide today, saying, please come home. Please come home. And I know a lot of people go like, what? What do I need to do? Guys, you need to, first and foremost, let's talk about the church. Let's talk about the church. You need to be right with God. You need to quit playing with sin. God doesn't play. His way. Repent from your sin and be right with God. That's what he's saying from the church. Now, to those that are not believers, he's saying, come home. Come home. Put your faith and trust in me. And it will be amazing. Let's pray. God, we thank you today for your word and the truth in your word. We thank you for your great love, God. We thank you that, um, Lord, we can read these things. I have no idea what type of demonic locust is going to come. These 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 demons out of the bottomless pit, Lord. But Lord, what if? What if it's a government thing? What if it's empowered? What if, I don't I don't know, Lord. But you're revealing so much to us daily. And so, Lord, I pray, with every eye closed and every head bowed, that every one of us would be would be yes yes to Jesus. I pray that everybody watching online right now 
would say yes to Jesus, that there, there would do, yes, 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 and yes. And if you're not right with God, would you pray this prayer with me? Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. I repent, I turn, I change, God. I believe in you, Lord. I believe all this is happening. You've opened my eyes, and I trust you. And I'm asking your forgiveness. And I'm asking you to please come and take over the reins of my life. Come and sit on the throne of my heart. Would you come into my life? Would you lead it? Would you be my Lord? Would you be my God? Would you be my Savior? Would you be my friend? Because, Lord, I choose this day, April 21st, 2021, I choose this day to follow you, Jesus, for forever I'm yours. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we got to know about it. Okay, we want to rejoice with you. I want to party with the angels because, because you're saved. You're saved. So drop us a line. If you're watching online, you can just send us a, you, you can just send a comment and say, hey man, I, I prayed that prayer. You can call us at the church, say I prayed that prayer, 806-799-2227. Or you can just email us, man. We just loved it. We got some, we got some resources for you that we want to give you. If you prayed that prayer here tonight and I didn't know about it, man, hit me up after church. Say, hey, I prayed that prayer. I love Jesus. I want to go home. And we'll pray with you. We'll give you a Bible. Amen. All right, let's let's go. Let's worship. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We'd love to hear from you and see you in person at the church. You can find our contact information, location, and even give a donation at calvarychapellubbock.church. We'll see you next time on the podcast. Until then, may God bless you and your family.